This is an ABC podcast. Right, we've got a couple of wayward viruses. Blockade all bridges, streets and rail links. Some classic sci-fi road scare. You'll marvel at the superior intelligence that unleashes its deadly ray. Some vampire action. Are you boys 21? Say yes. Yeah. Some killers on the loose action. You're getting yourself killed for a cop? Not a cop. That's when you old boy. And some gun carter. True cult. New releases with Alex Bonniewell. It was an epidemic unlike any other. Within days, millions were infected. Within weeks, they were forced together. Containment is our absolute priority. Blockade all bridges, streets, and rail links. And then left to die. But 25 years after the outbreak... It's the virus. It's back. Containment has failed. What the hell are we going to do? What we're about to show you is highly confidential. Survivors? Inside the hot zone. And if there are survivors, there must be a cure. You're going out there. If there's such a thing as hell on Earth, that's it. I know what we're looking for. If it's there, I'll find it. Take us in. Now. Once you're over that wall, there's no system, no rules, no backup. To find a cure... We're against the clock on this one. They must return to the world they left behind. How the hell are we supposed to find anything in this mess? I'll know when I see it. So this is Doomsday from 2008. Um, available from Cinema Cult on DVD and Blu-ray. This is from director Neil Marshall, who did Dog Soldiers and The Descent and Centurion and the upcoming Hellboy movie. I'm a bit of a fan of of Neil Marshall's. So, a lethal virus has spread throughout Scotland, and it's pretty nasty, icky stuff. It covers you in pustulating boils, and if any of the fluid from said boils gets onto anyone else, then they're infected, etc., etc. So it spreads pretty quickly. The government, the UK government, staff to decide to try and contain the virus in just with the army and that fails miserably so they just decide to build a big wall and cut scotland off from the rest of the uk now this does seem a policy that's kind of familiar you know it's just building a wall along your border and keeping everyone out but hey let's not go there just yet um so the virus is contained skip ahead 25 years as we heard in the in the trailer and the virus has been found outside of the hot zone, Scotland. More specifically, it's making its way towards London, which is where all the important people live. See, this always happens in the UK. Something bad happens in Scotland. They just kind of deal with it up there and hope it never reaches the (laughs) UK. To deal with this, the government has secretly been getting satellite images from Scotland and they've realised that there are people living there. So that means there are people that are immune to the virus and therefore there could be a cure to save the people in the south because they don't really care about the people north of of this wall anymore. So they put together this crack squad of scientists and soldiers and various other people to go up there. They are led by our main heroine, Eden Sinclair, who is one of the last people to leave Scotland when she was a child. Now, she's going back, so she's kind of a bit dubious about this, but she realises she has to do this. She's played by Rona Mitterrand, she does is really cool. She's a pretty good action heroine in this. So they go up to Scotland, they go through the wall, and they realise that it's it's been taken the part of Scotland they go to, which I think is Glasgow, has been overrun by a bunch of cannibalistic goth punks. Which tells me two things: that the post-apocalypse, everyone's going to look really cool, <laughs> and 
somehow in post-apocalypse Scotland, they've just found a huge cache of hair dye and hairspray. And they've just gone, what can we do with this? I know. Oh, we have big hair and we're dancing around to Susie and the Banshees whenever we're going to eat someone. Which is pretty much what they do. She hasn't found who she has to find because all her men get captured, etc., etc. And there's a, vo- a rival clan because it's in Scotland, away from the city in the countryside, led by the scientist guy they're trying to find, who is played by Malcolm McDowell, and he wants nothing to do with the South. He, he, he kind of wants, you know, the government to burn and everyone to die because they left them there to die. So what you've pretty much got is Mad Max meets 28 Days Later in Scotland. And it's really, really good fun. I do enjoy Neil Marshall movies. I think he's got an excellent eye for action. He can be totally over the top with the gore and the splat and the fight scenes, etc. This movie does have some ridiculous kind of plot enablers to it. And it's like, oh, how do we get out of this? Hold on. What's in this crate? A brand new Bentley with petrol in it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump in that and get away from them all. So there's stuff like that going on. But Craig... Conway, who plays Sol, who's the chief punk cannibal post-apocalyptic guy in Glasgow, is fantastically over the top. He's one of my favourite sort of psycho cult gang leaders in movies. Um, This is a brilliant cast. Um, So you've got Sean Pertwee, Malcolm McDowell, Bob Hoskins, and me. I'm in this. I'm an extra. What? Yes. <laughs> I've only ever been able to hear myself swearing in this, but now I've got it in HD, I can actually see myself. <laughs> so, How did you get involved in this? Well, there was a call that went out and for extras who look kind of different, and I went along for the casting and got chosen. It was great. They, met, they gave me clothes that I kind of could have taken with me. It was funny because I was getting on makeup and stuff done they putting brandings on me and making me look dirty and stuff and the girl was like do you play in a band i think i've been to your club night and i was like yeah that's me yeah and yeah and we spent a whole day running around this abandoned industrial estate somewhere north of london just shouting <laughs> and I, I love that you probably didn't even have to like you were distressed as yourself yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much this is when I had really long dreadlocks, but they piled them all to, on top of my head. She's like, okay, fair enough. And yeah, and, and as, as the filming finished, I was just wondering to get changed. And some guy came up and said, yeah, and we'll need your hair back. And I was like, this is mine. He was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> but it's funny because I turned up and I had loads of friends there who, do, who did extras work quite often. So yeah, it was a really good day. So this anyway, makes perfect sense now why you've got a thing for Neil Marshall films. <laughs> I had anyway, because I was, I was a big fan of Dog Soldiers and The Descent Before This. So, yeah, but being in one of his movies was just like, oh, this is cool. I like this. It's not just because I'm in it that I enjoy this movie. I genuinely love this film. I've seen it so many times. So if you're into post-apocalyptic movies, virus movies, stuff with Malcolm McDowell in, if you haven't seen Doomsday then it's well worth checking out. Universal International presents the most startling, the most imaginative and suspenseful science fiction drama ever brought to the screen. You'll marvel at the superior intelligence that unleashes its deadly ray. Or can kidnap an airplane in flight. Prisoners hurtling through endless space. Speeding toward the unearthly furies of a planet gone mad. See sights never before dreamed by man. 
the battle between guided meteors and deadly rays. They're going to hit us. They're going to hit us. A planet doomed to destruction. While captive Earth people fight for their lives. It is indeed typical that you Earth people refuse to believe in the superiority of any world. But you're all. We've got classic sci-fi from 1955 with uh, This Island Earth. Um, we have a, a dashing lead, Rex Reeson, who plays Dr. Carl Meacham, who's persuaded to join a group of scientists to help discover stuff and build things. But the group he's been asked to join is run by the mysterious Exeter, played by Jeff Morrow. And it's they're really aliens trying to source the, the best of the world scientists to to further whatever cause they're doing. This is classic Red Scare sci-fi from the 50s. It's like they're in our midst, they're taking our best knowledge and they're going to use it against this kind of movie. Most of it is set on Earth and then we have the final act set on Mars or somewhere and the aliens are very reminiscent of the Mars Attacks aliens. They're probably an influence on the, the whole image of the Mars Attacks aliens with the huge bulging brains and stuff. Brilliantly done. Um, I, I love stuff like this. Films like This Island Earth, great, like I say, Red Scare sci-fi. I do enjoy the kind of Reds Under the Bed style science fiction they did in the 50s. Ultimately, this is a cool propaganda movie done by the US, and it's, it's all the more fun for it. A young couple in love, enjoying a romantic honeymoon, enjoying the pleasure of each other's company, knowing the sublime happiness of the kiss of love. But the kiss of love is a stranger here, where only evil is good, and the only kiss, the kiss of a vampire. You know what a vampire is? Yes, I've heard of vampire bats. No, not bats, vampires, human vampires. The kiss of the vampire is a spine-chilling drama of two young people who strayed by chance into a nightmare in a twilight world of terror. I want you to initiate Mr. Harcourt into our society. Do you understand what I mean? Kiss of the Vampire is from 1963, and it's, it's one of the more obscure Hammer movies. So if you're into Hammer films and you've not heard of this, now's your chance to get it. So we've got a honeymooning couple called Gerald and Marianne, they're going around what I think is Germany because they have to pay for everything in marks. Um, their car runs out of petrol and Gerald goes off to help. He tells Marianne to stay in the car, she'll be safe, but it is a very, very, very old car that consists of a two-seater sofa and a steering wheel and four wheels. So how much safer she'd be in the car than outside of it, I really don't know. Anyway, they, they get rescued, taken to the nearest hotel, which is run by a very odd couple. But the, the lord of the manor lives on this big house on the hill and of course he wants to meet them and he's a vampire and he's after his after marianne the wife very cool 1960s aristo vampire movie um they obviously spent far too much money on the wind machines because it's got the best final act with bats on string i've seen in a long time um if you're into your hammer movies and your vampire movies then yeah you really need to get hold of this 
Bats on strings up there with, yeah. like, um, birds attached with string as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I was sitting there just watching it, and then the final act comes in. It's like, oh, yes, they haven't bothered to try and animate this in any way. They've just got people on ladders dangling bats and flapping them around. Brilliant. I'd love to have a credit like that, Alex. Yeah. Bat dangler <laughs> number five. <laughs> Theaters around the world, where action is almost a religion, they worship a hero. And on February 6th, he arrives. Chow Yun Fat is John Lee, a deadly assassin. Which brings us to your task. It involves a cop. In a dangerous world. After that, your obligation to me ends. Where the fastest way to die is to refuse to kill. Now, the replacements are here. Don't turn around. Cops? Assassins. You're getting yourself killed for a cop? Not a cop. A seven-year-old boy. And there... What is The Replacement Killers from Cinema Cold all about? From 1998, this is a love letter to John Woo from director Antoine Fuqua, who did um, Training Day, Olympus Has Fallen, Equalizer 1 and 2. It stars Chow Yun-Fat, because of course it does, as John Lee, who is a hired killer, but he kind of falls out with the the gangsters that he's employed by because he refuses to kill Detective Stan Zedkov, who's played by Michael Rooker with a really bad goatee refuses to kill his son who is the target the seven-year-old son he says no i can't do it so therefore he becomes the hunted and more killers are brought in to kill him so the replacement killers are brought in one of them being um danny treo john lee tries to get out of america so he hunts down meg who's a passport forger and they end up having to try and fight their way out of the mess they're in there is so much gunplay in this it's unbelievable it's brilliant um loads of cool stunts loads of cool gunplay loads of good explosions loads of cool one-liners this is top grade action stuff and like i say this is such a love letter to john woo you could be mistaken in thinking that john woo actually made it We have got the 1995 French movie City of Lost Children. Right, this is directors Marc Caro and Jean-Pierre Junet's um, movie. They also did Delicatessen, Alien Resurrection, Amelie. Um, they've made one of the most visually stunning sci-fi fantasy films ever to come out of France. And it's also, probably unwittingly, gave the whole steampunk movement its look. It's got that kind of feel to it. Lots of things that seem to be cobbled together from brass and springs and wires and portholes everywhere. This is amazing to look at. Um, Plot-wise, we have a gang of machine-enhanced cyclopses stealing children to deliver to an insane doctor who is harvesting their dreams. They steal the brother, young brother, of Sideshow Strongman 1, played by a very young Ron Perlman, who I was amazed when I saw Ron Perlman in any, a movie after this because I was convinced he was French. And I was like, what? He speaks English? When I saw other stuff. 
anyway. So he does speak French in this? Yes, yes, wow. completely, yeah. He, with the help of some Oliver Twist-like orphans, set out to try and rescue his younger brother. This is an amazing movie to look at. These French directors obviously took some influences from the style of Terry Gilliam um, and then just ran with it and just went, we, we like everything you do, let's make it more of that, but then more French as well. So it's very European, looks incredible. The colour palette is insane. All the costumes were designed by Jean-Paul Gaultier, who is interviewed on the extras for this. Um, as long as there's an audio commentary with Jean-Pierre Jeunet, uh, making off featurette, behind the scenes featurette, and some trailers as well. Like I say, this looks amazing. It looks like a European comic book. So if you ever read stuff like Heavy Metal or any of those other European comics books, then you will know what kind of style this is. Yeah, it's just an incredible movie. I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of the directors anyway. I've kind of lost track of what they've done recently. But all their, their earlier movies are just... Fantastic, The City of Lost Children. If you've not seen it or you've been wanting to get it, then grab this reissue. Only available on DVD. I'd have loved to have seen a really nice transfer on Blu-ray, but the transfer on the DVD is still really, really cool. I had to look up the Ron Perlman thing, Alex, because that had me intrigued. And it looks as though he did a sort of an Antonio Banderas in terms of the Mumbo Kings. And he doesn't actually speak French, but he learned all his lines and just delivered them without error. Ah, fair enough. Very good, though. Yes. And this yes. is one that has been on my list for a while, Alex, but I missed the period of time where you could see it and then when it was on video and then – so this is obviously one I have to add to my collection now. What if I don't want everything to be all planned out and lined up for me? This place is boring. It's boring! Circus Freak, one night only. Are you boys 21? Say yes. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead in. Show's about to start. Welcome to the Cirque du Freak. That is sweet. Yeah. I saw his painting on my vampire books. He's a vampire. Having a good time? Dare. Wanna become a vampire? I'll do it. Here, fill that hole. I can't do that. My legs are still numb. Can you feel this? Welcome to the Cirque. So you really don't kill people? No, Darren. You just sedate them, make a small incision in the shoulder, and then you take a sip. Very refreshing. This is Cirque du Freak, the vampire's assistant from 2009. This is from Shock. Um, I'd never heard of this movie. What? Um, yeah. How is this that is even possible? It completely missed me entirely the plot is very familiar you've got like teen isn't getting along with parents his best friend is a bad influence a weird carnival hits town they sneak out and things change forever at the carnival the Cirque du Freak Darren our good teen played by Chris Mazoglia and his best friend Steve who's the bad teen played by John Hutchison witness the weird and wonderful acts on show and various weirdos and freaks come on stage and perform and they realise that there's something more to them as Steve clicks that one of the performers is a vampire named Krepsley, played by John C. Riley, and, and he attempts to get Krepsley to transform him because he desperately wants to be a vampire because he hates his life and he thinks it'd be much better if he's a vampire. Krepsley's having none of this. He's like, no, no, you got the wrong guy. I'm not into this. Da, da, da. You go and, and shoes him away. But he does 
turned Darren into a vampire, much to the annoyance of his best mate. Now, Darren then has to kind of blend in with and be part of the the circus and stuff. So he, he has to move away from his family. They can't see him. Right. They bury him, so to speak. Um, he is now officially dead. And he's now in the middle of this kind of vampire war that he wasn't aware of when he decided that he wanted to, to be turned. It's a really interesting movie, directed by the guy who did American Pie. So it's got some of that kind of weird teen American comedy in there. And it's got an amazing cast. You've got Selma Hayek, Orlando Jones, Willem Dafoe, Ken Watanabe, and like loads more people you'll recognize from stuff and go, oh, oh, that's, that's, yes, I recognize them. I'll be honest, Alex, I did watch this only because it kind of, I do like to go through sort of the kids and family sections just to keep on top of what, you know, young people are watching. And I had found this and thought, oh, it looks like it could be a kid series, could be hit or miss, you know, but it has John C. Riley in it, could be okay. And that's how I watched it and then absolutely loved it and was like, that's totally in the wrong category. <laughs> Yes. This streaming service needs to rethink where they've put this. <laughs> but it's definitely worth the watch. And like as you say, it's got some top actors in it. Apparently it was based on the first three of a 12-book series. And it looks like there was supposed to maybe be some sequels to it if it did really well. And I can only speculate that it didn't do quite as well as the the producers and the film company thought it would do. So we've only got the one movie. Because they're kind of setting stuff up for a future episode or episodes. Um, Not that that spoils this movie at all, because it ends, you know, as it should. But you can imagine it expanding and the universe getting bigger and more people being brought into it. But yeah, I I really enjoyed it. There's some really cool, in inverted commas, freaks in the movie. um, And some of the effects are great. And John C. Riley is is really interesting in this. He plays quite a different character to what he normally does. And his banter with um, Willem Dafoe, who's the other good vampire in this, is excellent. I really liked Willem Dafoe's makeup in this because he's kind of got like human kind of natural skin and then he's got this very white neck so he's just done his face and gone that'll do (laughs) (laughs) um alex any extras on this release no no it's it's just as is um but it is available on blu-ray as well so it looks superb mission control this is chief systems officer vincent campbell speaking 10 things about mars you won't miss when you're back on earth only 10 Tomorrow is our last day. But I don't know if we're going to make it home. What happened in there? You found something, sir. This discovery changes everything. The entire crew is infected by some sort of bacteria. Something horrible happened here. The Last Days on Mars from 2013. So this is the last days of the first man's mission to Mars where they're they're trying to find life. As they're about to leave, one of the crew decides to go out on their own because they think they found life and they have. But it's not kind of walking, crawling life. It's bacterial life that will kill you, bring you back to life, make you go after your friends and kill them. And then they'll come back to life and go after their friends and kill it, etc., etc. So this is... Zombie virus on Mars. So you've got pretty much 28 days later on Mars. 
which is a really cool concept in my book. It's quite tense. Um, there's some, there's obviously some bits that they've kind of borrowed from things like Alien and The Thing, and they say 28 Days Later. But you know, it's it's pretty good. It, it clicks along at quite a cool pace. Decent low budget sci-fi. Again, it's like the low budget thing. I really enjoy when they got a nice tight script and they got good actors, and they got a, a decent plot that propels along at a decent click. So. If you're into your virus and your zombie movies and your sci-fi, then yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend Last Days on Mars. Again, a film I'd never heard of, I'd completely missed, so I was really happy that, that it's now available again. Hello, my name is Violet. My name is Violet. I was born into a world you may not understand. May not understand. We start at the beginning. Everything changed when a government lab discovered a virus that caused genetic mutation. They used it to create faster and stronger soldiers. The problem was we became a threat. I want them hunted down and killed. Get on the ground on your knees! We've managed to eradicate almost all of them. Those of us that survived extinction started fighting back. You are compromised, destroy. Copy that. They made her a weapon. Killing is what I do. That's what I'm good at. They made her a target. The humans want me. And in the final days of mankind's greatest war... This is pure suicide. No one but you could have put this off. She will decide their fate. Are you mental? Come and get it. Alex, normally I'm not a fan of Miller films, but I have seen this and I kind of I kind of have a soft spot for Miller. <laughs> yes. yes. What film is, is this? <laughs> this is Ultraviolet from 2006, also from Shock. Um, so we've got more virus-related shenanigans going on, but this is set in the late 21st century and a subculture of humans has emerged that are being modified genetically by a vampire-like disease, which makes them stronger and faster and cleverer than normal humans. The world is on the brink of a kind of a, a war between the normal humans and the enhanced vampire humans. And Violet, played by Mila Jokovic, is in the middle of this. And she ends up having to protect a nine-year-old boy from being killed by the government because he's deemed a threat. This is from the director of Equilibrium, Kurt Wimmer, who has taken his kind of action gang gun carter thing a step further with this one it's much more comic book and action packed than equilibrium not quite a good as good a film in my opinion um but it's still really good fun it's it looks a lot more comic book pretty much because the cgi is quite flat looking they obviously didn't have the budget needed to make it more detailed and flesh it out so they just went with with stuff that made it look like i say very comic book I really enjoyed this. There's some really good OTT martial arts stuff in this. I like Milia Jokovic's character in this. I like how she can change her hair colour just by waving her hand across her hair. Which is how and I imagine her in real life anyway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she rides a motorbike pretty meanly. She can fire a gun. She can she can kick ass. She's, she's pretty cool in this. There are some awful lines in this, though. I can't think of any of them off the top of my head, but you're watching and you're kind of going, ooh, that was bad, but never mind. <laughs> They'll be kicking each other senseless in a minute or pulling out guns, so it doesn't really matter. Or um, she'll have a costume change. <laughs> yeah, or she'll have a costume change or hair colour change. It's good, it's stupid. Like I say, available on DVD and Blu-ray now from Shock. If you enjoyed Equilibrium, you'll probably enjoy this too. I, I remember watching this when it came out and thinking it was dreadful. 
and then rewatching it, reassessing it and going, no, no, this is dreadful. Good. I really enjoy this now. So it's like if you did see this in 2006 and didn't like it, then it might be worth having a, a, another look at it and reassessing it with a different set of eyes. It, it's like good fun, nothing serious. But, you know, you can't go wrong with Gun Carter. This is Rihanna Patrick on ABC Radio. 